Hello and welcome to JasonNewland.com My name is Jason Newland And this is Let Me Bore You to Sleep with background the background sound courtesy of Vinny and his bone please only listen when you can safely close your eyes yep how you doing? are you okay? Is you well? Blah, blah. Oh, you're happy. So, oh, a bit tired. <sighs> Blimey. Yeah, a little bit tired. It's three minutes to 7pm. And... Yeah, that's it, really. A little bit... A little bit hungry, a little bit hungry, but yeah, it's all right. What's happening in the world? Anyone? Anyone know what's going on in the planet? Um, something, something must be going on. I don't keep much track of it these days. I have a little look every now and then, every now and then, but. Uh, Maybe some interesting stuff. I'm today, 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 I'm going to do a review, a review of Meg 2, the movie. Meg 2. So just to let you know, it's called Meg 2. The Trench, and uh, let you know who it stars. Shall I? It's the cast is Jason Statham as the is Jonas apparently. Lee Bing Bing, and that I think is that his daughter. And then there's Abel Wanna, A Abel Wanna Macock, a friend. Sienna Gualori, Hilary Driscoli, anything. Shia Sophia, Kai, that's Mei Ying. Maybe that's his daughter. Uh, Wu Jing, Ju Ming Zhang. Skylar Samuels is Jess. Cliff Curtis is James Mack something. Maybe that's his daughter. So one of these people who is his daughter in the movie. Paige Kennedy, DJ. He's funny in it. Um, Melissa Mahut Rigas. Uh, yeah, so there's a few people. So, I'm going to have a quick look at I right, I watched the first Meg before before the second one. If I watched it, you know, roughly around the time that it was released on DVD, I think. You know, or streaming or something like that. And it's it's fun. They're just fun movies. They're not, you know, they're they're not out to change the world. I don't think. It, you know, Meg to the Meg to the Trench is. 
I mean, they're all, in a way, quite predictable in a sense of you know what you're getting, you know what you're watching, you know what's there's going to be a big shark, you know. But then anyone that went to see Jaws, the movie, back in 1974 or 5 or whatever, 77, whenever it was, they knew it was about a shark. No one went there thinking it was about a monkey or about a rocking chair. So yeah, no, no one went to see Jaws thinking it was going to be about the circus or there was going to be, you know, people reading poetry. You know, they, they, they knew it was about a shark. They knew it was about a shark. They, there was a shark on the picture of the movie. If I remember, it was just, wasn't it, someone swimming and a shark underneath. So having a shark in there, it wasn't a surprise. I don't think anyone thought, oh, wait a minute. What's that doing there? Where's the bagpipes? You know, like, you know, it's, it's a, it was about a shark. Is what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that people went to watch it and didn't, they didn't necessarily know what they were going to be getting, which was a great movie. But they probably expected to because that's why they went to the cinema. I imagine not many people go to the cinema expecting rubbish. <laughs> oh, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm going to the cinema later. Can watch a good movie? Is it a good one? No, it's a rubbish, rubbish movie. I'm expected. To, I'm expecting to be totally, tediously bored, and disappointed. Why are you going then? Well, it's still better than the rest of the week. Oh, you need to do something different with your life. Tell me about it. Well, first of all, you could uh, maybe. No, no, no. I don't, when I said tell me about it, I didn't mean actually tell me about it. It's a. It's just a, an expression. Okay, you need to be more concise. So Meg 2, Meg 2. E.T. is another one, isn't it? Like, mm. I have mentioned this in the past, but there's been, there's only, there hasn't been a huge amount of movies that have been really, really, really like huge huge like absolutely the most talked about movie in the world and when I say the world I mean here where I am wherever I am at the time that is the whole world but according to statistics the it was a universally these, you know, these, these are universally loved movies. <clears throat> and if I think back during my, not during my life, because really the first big movies that I remember would have been Star Wars Superman and Greece. They're the three movies and they were all in the I think they were late seventies I think although Superman might have been I don't know was it in the, at 1980? I think it was late 70s. Superman, 1978. Star Wars was, I think Star Wars was 77, I think. I think, let me have a look. Star Wars movie, 1977, yeah. 
and Greece was 1978, I think. I think, I think. Greece, either 1977 or 1978. 1978. I remember where, well, I remember, I do remember where I was living when Greece was released. And because my brother came home with a double album of Greece, the, you know, the movie. And I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think that I was too young to go and see it. I think. But I saw all of the songs, and if you watch all of the hits, then the videos of the hits were just clips of the movie, you've got, you know, like a third of the movies there. I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know, like Grease Lightning, and You're the One That I Want, and Sandy, and Totally Devoted to You, and the theme tune to Grease. What was that? I can't remember what it was called. Um... Oh, Greece. Uh, and I'm trying to think if there's any other songs that go into the charts. Let's check how many hits, hit songs, hit songs from Greece. From Greece. So four big hits, but um, how many number one songs? How long? See what records did Greece break? I'm not interested in. I want to see how many songs were released. Please, can I? Can I? Can I? Top five songs. Okay. Uh, Grease Lightning, number five. Summer Nights, number four. Three, Hopelessly Devoted to You. You're the One That I Want, number two. And Grease by Frankie Valli. Number one. No, why was that number one? Uh, it ranks 11 best selling single of the year. So that's number one out of all of the hits. That really, this is one of the best-selling singles of all time, which is the "You're the One That I Want," having sold 15 million copies worldwide. The 13th best-selling single of 1978. Wow! Hopelessly devoted to you. Song received an Oscar nomination for best original song. We peaked at number three on the Hot 100. Oh. Now, I personally... Oh, did I say Summer Nights? You're the one that I want. Summer Nights. It's, it's, I think it's because they're, they're duets, aren't they? But totally... Div um, you're the one that I want was more like close-up, one-on-one duet compared to... Summer Nights was the group's duetting, wasn't it? Like Sandy with her friends and Danny with his friends singing about the same event, but giving very different versions of that particular situation and the outcome of which there was no outcome in Sandy's version. But with Danny, there was lots of out and, uh, well, yeah, you know, it was, he, I think he exaggerated slightly. Grease Lightning, I remember that. So this is the Billboard Hot 100, so it, it does not represent where I lived. Because I'm pretty sure that... Grease Lightning 
even possibly got to number one. I know that Summer Nights got to number one in the UK. And You're the One That I Want got to number one in the UK. However, and this is, see, this is going to, this is my memory of this. I think that maybe, because back in them days, you'd get a single, which was a disc, you know, vinyl, and there'd be two sides. So I think that maybe at least one of those singles had two hits on it. So they classed it both as being number one. So maybe You're the One That I Want and Summer Nights both being on the same single. One being A, B, B side, A side, you know, like that. Now, I'm not sure. how to find that out UK hits from Greece the UK the album provided even more successful in the UK oh like so it's more successful in the UK than in America well not not numbers wise because it sold more in America because back then we only had about 300 people living in the UK and the album proved even more successful you're the one that I want and Summer Nights, a song carried over from the original musical, reached number one for nine and seven weeks respectively. While Grease, Hopelessly Devoted to You and Sandy all became top three hits. So that's three, four, five. What was that? That was it, isn't it? That's all the songs. You're the one I want, Summer Nights. Grease Lightning. What about Grease Lightning? Hey, what about Grease Lightning? Hmm. Full chart history. So let's have a look. Grease. So maybe Grease Lightning was shared with another single, and it was like the B side. Could could be, could be. Let's have a look. Greece, Frankie Valley, number three for 14 weeks. Now, I don't know if this is officialcharts.com. I don't know if it's America or the UK of England. I'm not sure. But looking at some of the pictures here, they seem to be focusing on English acts. Uh, maybe not, I don't know. Greece, 26th of August, that was my birthday, 1978. Greece, uh, the Frankie Valley, who got to number three for 14 weeks, it was in the charts. Uh, beep Okay, this is just Greece. Greece has been released a few times. A few times. I wonder. Original soundtrack charts. Oh, Freddie, my love. I'll tell you, one of my favourite songs off of the movie was... It was, what's her name? Do you know what's her name from the movie? Uh, Stockard Channing. She's now 132. Wow. That, uh, look at me, I'm Sandra D. Won't go to bed till I'm legally wet. I can't. I'm Sandra D. Elvis, Elvis, come on me, man. I don't know what the words were. But I liked that one. But the one I really liked was uh, There Are Worse Things I Could Do. And There Are Worse Things I Could Do. Brilliant song. Great lyrics. And 
there's been times in my life that I've sung that song. That was the whole sentence, really. That was that was everything. There's just been there's been times. You know when I, I made I've been accused of maybe not doing the right thing or not fitting in with the crowd or whatever. And I just think to myself, there's worse things I could do than sleep with a man or two or whatever, you know. I mean, the, lyric, you can, the lyrics aren't as important as the, I think, the, the meaning of the song, the general gist. And I've never actually felt the need to sing Look At Me, I'm Sandra D until, well, today, really. That's not really come up. It hasn't, that hasn't really given me any comfort. I enjoyed it, but there's never been an emotional moment in my life that I'm walking down the beach just to get away from everything and to try and figure stuff out, and I just start singing Look At Me, I'm Sandra D. Mutability. Oh, I'm going to bed till I'm legally wet. I can't. I'm Sandra D. You know, it's, there, was, there was one song. Um, this is back in 1918. 1989, beginning of 1989, and I didn't have a job, and I had to get out of where I was living, and I did not know what to do, I really did not know what to do, I was very, very unsure about what to do next, I was 18 years old, And I just didn't, I really didn't have a clue. And I remember walking down the pier, because we used to have a pier. It was a pier where I lived, which is handy because it meant I didn't have to travel far. That'd be annoying if I had to travel like halfway across the country just so I could walk down the pier for the sake of this story. So I probably wouldn't have included a peer in the story. But because it's, it's, not, it's not really a story, it, it did actually happen. And basically, I was trying to figure out what to do. I didn't have a job, didn't, and I, had, I really needed to get out of where I was. And I remember walking... Down, down the pier, there was no one else around, it was January, so it was cold and windy, and I was singing Blame It On The Boogie, you know, the Jackson song, I can give no loving, that's all I do, and for some reason, it didn't help, um, singing that song didn't help at all really, I don't even know why it kept repeating itself in my brain but for some you know it's just maybe I, maybe as I think about it now maybe I was looking for <laughs> maybe I was looking for someone to blame it on and I decided to blame it on the boogie because I couldn't face blaming myself maybe because I I didn't want to blame the other people involved so I thought blame it on the boogie and maybe that's what I was doing subconsciously but without realising it I was blaming it on the boogie but it all sorted out I mean you think about it 89, 99, 2009, 2019 20, 1, 2, 3 that's like 34 years ago Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And, yeah, I, I got through it, obviously. Obviously. So, 
you know, a lot of the time is I've found singing quite calming. When I was when I was at school, junior school and high school, something I used to do is I would walk around the playfield during break time or during lunch. Usually lunchtime, there wasn't enough time during break time, but during lunchtime, I would walk around the field on my own and just sing. So in junior school, I would perhaps sing songs by Adam and the Ants. I would sing, you know, I'd, I, sometimes I'd actually have the lyrics with me because I, I used to have a a, a magazine called Looking that I used to get when I was a kid every week and quite often it would give you the lyrics of the latest songs so I'd be I guess back then I was I was a bit of a thinker uh, and I used to couldn't really work out what was, you know, I couldn't figure it out, whatever it was, I just couldn't, I tried, and I, tr <laughs> I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I still haven't really, but it was, it was just very, things are just very confusing when I was, uh, you know, I'm talking now around about nine, ten, and then went to high school when I was eleven. And I used to do the same thing. I used to walk around the field, quite often singing either Sandy or Totally Devoted to You. Probably my two of my favourite songs from Greece above the you're the one that I want or summer nights or grease or grease lightning or you know any of the others I think as far as generally if you if you counted the amount of times I've sung each individual song from Greece Sandy and Totally Devoted to You are the two that I've probably sung the most And I think it helped me to express myself in some way. So the other kids were playing football and whatever kids do. And I'd just be walking around the field very slowly, very purposefully, one foot in front of the other. Always found that's the best way to walk. And I'd just be walking around slowly and... Some sometimes I get interrupted because you know a friend had come up and I don't know pushed me over or something, but or someone else had come and want their dinner money back, you know, whatever. So you know, teacher had come and want them, you know, where's my car keys, Jason? Where's my car? And I'm like, okay, wait, just let me. Go. I'm I'm busy singing Greece songs. Which one? Well, it's a choice between two, really. To uh, totally devoted to you and uh, Sandy. What about Summer Nights? Oh, I like that one too. I'm not, I'm not prejudiced. I'm just, I prefer, as your personal preference, uh, that, you know, totally devoted to you or Sandy over summer nights what about the worst things I could do ah I, I agree with you on that one that's a brilliant song and the teacher said you know but I, I when I sing that it's usually only certain times when I've been criticised and I said same here it was like two pods in a pea it was amazing but yeah none of that happened uh, so I was a bit of a weirdo at school. It might surprise. 
might surprise anyone listening that I wasn't the most normal kid, but I couldn't relate really to anyone. And I'll be honest, I still can't. It, it's a weird one. I feel like I'm outside looking in, even when I'm talking to people. It's like I'm observing myself talking to them almost. It, I don't know. I'm noticing their movements. I'm noticing what they're doing, where they're looking, what facial expressions they're making, the what they're saying, and I'm just... It, it's almost like I'm observing. Uh, observing a subject. Observing a... I don't want to say a you know, a monkey in a cage, but that would be rude. <laughs> it's all, it's just, sometimes I just, I used to think I was an alien, like genuinely, not, not like, oh, invisible friend time. I mean, genuinely for, why does E.T. get to go home? Why am I stuck here? Where's my, where's my people? Where are they? And they still haven't come. I'm still here. I still, it's like, but you get used to it, you know? You get used to it after a while. After a few hundred years. And I still, I still do wonder. I mean, I've not been tested, but I do wonder, maybe I am an alien. I personally think that we're all aliens. I do. I think we're just, we're a product of crashed, crashed spaceships from thousands of years or millions of years ago, whatever. And different, you know, just different parts of the... Because the whole world was one continent at one time, wasn't it? One incontinent. And one incontinent's pad, I don't know. And then it kind of broke and split up. So, you know, maybe diff different parts of the, the ground, these different spaceships from perhaps different places. Because... You know, different parts of the world have very different physical attributes. So I'm wondering, maybe, maybe we are all aliens, but just from different planets. It's not just Venus and Mars. Men and women are in Venus and Mars or whatever. Maybe, you know... There's many different planets that we're from. I'm from Uranus. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I don't know where I was from. Weird. Strange. But yeah, I used to... Don't worry, I'm not having a breakdown. I'm fine. Just, But I used to really... I, I used to believe I could walk through walls... I used to believe I could control the weather. This wasn't um, make-believe, like playing. And I wasn't doing it with someone else. I genuinely believed I could control the weather. And I remember when I went to high school... <laughs> I remember in my last job... <laughs> telling my manager during the interview um, I'd say my last job my last interview I said I didn't get the job they're still talking about it now he said he could make it rain now I remember going to high school when I was 11 and telling my teacher that I could control the weather and I could make it rain and my teacher just smiled and said nothing instead of today 
perhaps referring me to a psychologist <laughs> because I believed it. It wasn't just, you know, I wasn't having fun. I would spend long periods of time staring at the sky, wishing it or commanding the weather to change, commanding the clouds to come over and to rain and the clouds to move away so the sun can shine and stuff like that. <laughs> it's kind of weird to think about it now. It was only five years ago. <laughs> no. uh, it's, it's strange, but that is what I used to do. And some of you might think, oh, what's that got to do with uh, Meg 2 in the trenches? And I realised nothing. Uh, for some reason I seem to have got off track and that's very unusual for me as I'm sure you're very aware I'm uh, rarely off track when it comes to these recordings I I know what I'm going to focus on and I stick to that focus as you're I'm sure everyone will agree very 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 focused Wow. So, I, what else did I used to believe? Yeah, I used to believe I was magic. And I could do magical things. And I had powers. I used to believe that I had powers of invisibility. And it's weird because now I actually do have powers of invisibility mainly to younger women I am completely invisible so you know just be careful what you wish for I guess I used to be, <laughs> I used to believe if I stood really really still people would be able to walk through me the way I could walk through walls even though I never actually walked through a wall. I always put it off. I always thought, yeah, I know I can, but I'll do it another time. I'll do it another day. I don't, it's like there was a wall and I thought, I'll test it. Then I thought, well, I don't need to go through the wall right now because I've got other things to do. I've got a violin lesson. So I'll put it off. And then, yeah, I just never got around to it. I completely forgot. I mean, part of the reason I was a little bit, little bit concerned that maybe my powers of, I don't know what you would call them, molecular, I don't know, a molecular changes where I was able to pass through a physical object. What if... I did it too slowly or I lost concentration and I got stuck in the wall. So that might have been a thing that I considered. Or maybe deep down inside I knew I was just lying to myself. You never know. It's possible. It's possible. What else did I used to believe? Oh, I went for a period when I believed I could... Uh, breathe underwater um, part of the reason for that was the man from Atlantis that was a TV show that had Patrick Duffy you know old uh, Dallas Bob, Bobby Ewing Patrick Duffy was most famous before before Dallas for being in the man from Atlantis which was a very very popular TV show and he basically was a merman and he he basically lived underwater I think he could he could he could be out of water for a certain amount of time in my memory and then he'd start to turn green or something I think don't remember completely but it was a really good show 
and he could solve crimes. He had to, he basically had a swimming pool, and he had furniture and everything down in the swimming pool, and that's where he lived. So he could solve crimes, providing you like went down to the swimming pool to tell him about it, and you made sure that everyone involved in the crime went into the swimming pool as well. I don't think it had chlorine because maybe it had salt water unless Atlantis has clear water you know just uh, I don't know what's the opposite to salt water still water normal water non-salt water you know like lakes and rivers and ponds don't generally have salt in them I don't think I'm no expert on anything but I'm not not sure but anyway he I didn't know how to swim but I did know how to sink and I knew how to be underwater so what I decided is I was going to swim like the man from Atlantis and if you ever if you if you if you go to YouTube and just put in man from Atlantis swimming that's exactly what I did that wobble wibble wobble thing that he did I did that and so I had my hands uh, to my sides and I basically just wobbled my body and I could do a whole length of a swimming pool under underwater so I didn't, you know, basically as soon as I got to the other side providing I didn't bang my head I could just grab, grab the side, you know, and I was fine I didn't need to be above the water at all and I could do that, and I could do length after length, easy. On top of the water, no. I needed armbands to do a width. Underwater, absolutely fine. I had my eyes open. Probably wasn't great for my eyes, but it was uh, easy. Isn't it weird? So yeah, I... I didn't believe I could I could breathe underwater because I knew I couldn't. But I, I did start to wonder. I thought, hmm, maybe I am a merman. But then you know things got a bit hazy because you know my role model went from living in a swimming pool to living on a ranch uh, being an oil baron wearing a cowboy a big cowboy hat with a naughty brother called JR and I just didn't know what to do I didn't know what to think I mean I don't know what what did I start swimming with a cowboy hat on I, I didn't know anymore I was confused because now he was outside. He wasn't gasping for breath, turning green. Hardly ever saw him in the swimming pool, to be honest. Very confusing. So, yeah, I kind of gave up on that one. Which is a shame because I might have... I might, considering I was quite young at the time. I was only like seven or eight. I might have gone on to be quite a successful... Swimmer, you know, being able to do it underwater like that. There's no rules saying you have to do it on top of the water. I don't think, unless unless you're doing a specific style of swimming, like breaststroke or backstroke or bum stroke or I don't know whatever different strokes there are in swimming. I don't know, but. The triangular lunge. I really don't know. The 
fairy cake pudding plunge. I, I don't know the names of the different swimming styles. But, you know, with getting stronger and doing it more often, I, I would get faster, I guess. And I'd be travelling through the, the water possibly quicker than a lot of other people because I was I was doing it all the time well not all the time I couldn't do it when I was at home or when I was in the garden couldn't do it when I was in bed or eating couldn't do it at school couldn't do it in the cinema or at the skating rink. Couldn't do it in the garden. Couldn't do it in the kitchen. Yeah, I guess I didn't. I didn't get to do it that often. I could do it in the swimming pool, but then I didn't go to the swimming pool very often. And when I went to, I used to have a school that had a swimming pool and I went to swimming lessons and they, they didn't really encourage, they, the opposite to what encouraging is, uh, staying underwater and moving, doing a length without coming to the top. They didn't see any, any benefit in that. It seemed to be the reverse of what they wanted to teach me which was to stay above the water you know to have to be something about being able to breathe apparently that was important and oh, I'll be honest the swimming instructor I think I, had a, I think I had a couple and I had lots of lessons like lots and lots of lessons after school, during lunchtime, things like that. And I just couldn't do it. I could do it, but not very well. So I did learn to swim, but not particularly well. If that makes sense. Um, I mean, now I'd probably just float, because I'm so fat, but... Yeah, I think it's if I I could rent myself out to the Coast Guard and they could just use me as a dinghy, just drop me out of the helicopter and everyone else just like climbs on me and floats back to the shore, I suppose. But anyway, that's, that's enough of that. No need for that. I am. Um, he's been very quiet. He's now laying at my feet, just resting. And normally, when he's had enough of his bone, he starts hassling me and making cat sounds. Seriously, he makes some very, very strange noises but right now he's being yeah really calm and I don't know why I'm wondering what he's up to what mischief is he planning for later mmm mmm yes what shall I have for dinner there's nout to eat. Nout, I tell you, nout. Let's go to the petrol station and try and get a sandwich. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Nout to eat. But that'll be okay. That'll be fine. If I do that, it'll be okay. It will be. I can feel it. I can. I get. I can. Feel it in my fingertips. It's gonna be fine. 
find a sandwich to eat there. Might even treat myself to a can of cock. I haven't had any cock for ages. Any Coca-Cola. I say ages, I mean a few days. I have the odd can of Coca-Cola. Or a bottle of cock. But... It's... It's not all the time. It's not like it used to be. I used to really get through six cocks a day. Six Coca-Colas. Coca-Colas a day. I'm trying to pronounce it the right way. Coca-Cola, isn't it? Over here we say Coke, but I think it's Coca-Cola. That's the correct way to pronounce it. So I, I used to get... I used to... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just amusing myself, I'm sorry. I'm just amusing my silly little brain. Um, so, Smeg 2, is it, it's, it's okay, you know, it's an okay movie. It's alright. It's a little bit silly, it's got some funny bits, quite humorous dialogue. Jason Statham is, is funny in it. Um... You know, it's, it's, there, there's, there's a couple of bits that are inconsistent, which I won't, I won't spoil it, but some things I noticed, for example, there's one bit, I'm going to, it won't spoil it, but there's one bit where he's, he's got two arrows, Let's, let's call them arrows or spears on his back and he's on a, one of those little motorised lawnmowers for the sea I don't know, speedboat little things that you stand on and sit on not lawnmowers, that's not a wrong one but you, you know, like little bikes and in one scene he's got two of these spears on his back and it goes to something else and it comes back to him and he's just got one spear on his back so uh, I'm not sure if it then goes back to him to having two again. So inconsistency there. Other than that, it's, it's I, I wasn't watching with the intention of pulling it apart and you know anything like that because that's not really what I'm interested in doing. It's just something I noticed. That's all. The. I suppose some of the characters were quite nice characters so there was part of me hoping that they all got through so there was him Jason Statham I just assumed that he was going to be okay because he was the star of the movie there was DJ and there was the other bloke who was his friend in it? I figured they were going to be. I hope. I hoped they were going to be okay because I liked them. And the other bloke that was in it, I liked him as well. Didn't care so much about his daughter. I was. I didn't mind if she got ate by the sharks. I don't know why. I just. It felt right. It felt like maybe she should. <laughs> no, I'm joking. She. I. I just assumed that they wouldn't. They wouldn't allow that to happen in a movie. It'd, it'd just be a bit of a bummer, you know, for the movie. You know, having his daughter get eaten. It's just like, no, that's not going to happen. It's, it's kind of a family movie. It's a bit of, I don't know, escapism, entertainment, just a bit of a, a laugh. I mean, there's a few bits in it that's not very nice. But generally, it's quite quite light entertainment, really. Uh, it probably wouldn't be light entertainment forty years ago, but now it is. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, if if you if you really want to see Harry Potter, um, I don't know if you've seen all the Harry Potters, but there was a Harry Potter film that. 
I watched that was it was very different from the other other Harry Potter films. Um, it's called Guns Akimbo, and Harry Potter is basically he's just playing video games, and he he gets starts getting controlled by someone online. He has to do all these things, and it's just it's so different from any of the other movies, any of of the other Harry Potter movies. He's just very different. It shows a side to Harry Potter that none of us knew was possible. I mean, yeah, there was a bit of a dark side to him, I would say. There was a little, you know, there was a little bit of a, hmm, hmm, what's, hmm, you know, hmm. But this movie, it showed a side to him that I had no idea was there I was really really surprised but uh, yeah check it out Harry Potter Guns Akimbo I think it's Harry Potter 9 or something Harry Potter 8, 9 or whatever and uh, yeah blimey so would I recommend Meg 2 and yeah it's, it's fun Jason Statham is he's always good I think he's in what he does I mean he's he's not out to win Oscars he might well win an Oscar but one day not with that movie um, because it's not that kind of movie and he he may well be a really great actor and one day win an Oscar and good good for him But he's got a certain persona in the same way as Sylvester Stallone or Arnold, Arnie, or I don't know. Certain actors have, or even they just they've got a certain persona about them, which comes across. I mean, even, and there's lots, lots of actors I think are quite similar, or movie stars, where they can't really go wrong, because they've, they've found a, they've found a balance of where their personality, or their acting personality, just mixes really well with different types of movies so Jason I mean apart from anything else what a brilliant name isn't it I mean it's a great not Statham so much but the Jason bit I mean who wouldn't want to call their kid Jason amazing name and He's done really well for himself. I'm, I'm pleased for him. Not, not that he needs my my praise. Jason Statham. He's always uh, oh, estimated ninety million dollars. He's fifty five years old. I I never even considered that he was older than me. He's five foot ten inches. Weighs seventy seven kilograms. That's a bit specific, isn't it? How do they know what he weighs? He might have weighed 77 kilograms 15 years ago. They don't want to know. Who, who, how do they get that? What do they, do they, what, a movie, they have a little red carpet and they put a scale underneath it so they can weigh the celebrities. I mean, I don't know. But apparently it's worth 90 million. How much does Jason Statham get paid? Oh, it's saying here now he's worth about 130 million. Some sources could be as high as 500 million. He gets paid 20 to 25 million dollars a movie. Blimey! I mean, for someone like me, 90 million, 130 million. It, it, 
you know, there's there's not a huge difference in that. It's over a hundred grand. It's, it's a fair bit of money to me. Five hundred million. That's half a billion. That's 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 a different category. We're still ninety million is huge. But I don't know. I mean, how many celebrities have got that much? They're saying here Robert De Niro's got five hundred million dollars. Seems like a lot of money. Oh, apparently he's got sushi restaurants called Nobby or Nobu. Forty locations worldwide. Wow. So yeah, it's not just from that, from the the movies. Although he's been in lots of movies, he's, he must have been in about two hundred movies, I reckon. What do you reckon, Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro, De Niro, let's have a look, how many movies has he been in, he's 80 years old, older than my dad, blimey, he's been in, there's not enough page on his Wikipedia page for his movies, it has to be a different page, bet ya, yep, filmography, accolades, Robert De Niro filmography, 1965, his first movie, Three Rooms in Manhattan. And then the last movie he's done is Tin Soldier. But that's in post-production. Wise Guys, post-production. Ezra, post-production. So the last one that was released was About My Father. It wasn't about my father, it wasn't about my... It was... The, the title of the movie is, is About My Father. Because that would just be weird, wouldn't it? Robert De Niro... Playing my dad in a movie. Oh, he hasn't been in that many movies. I mean, he has been in lots of movies, but... Not as many as I thoughted. Wow... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty, forty-one. 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100, 101, 102, 103, 104, 105, 106, 107, 108, 109. So I counted 109 movies. The Comedian, what's that? American Drama. Robert De Niro. Oh. Okay. I don't think I see it. Blimey. It got bad reviews. Budget was 9.3 million and box office 1.7 million. Blimey.
deny me. That's had loads of famous people. Robert De Niro, Leslie Mann, I'm not sure who Leslie Mann is. Danny DeVito, Eddie Falco, that's um, from The Sopranos. Veronica Fairs, Charles Grodin, Cloris Leachman, Patti Lupon, Harvey Keitel. Blimey. Blimey neck. Um, also, comedians, I guess. They've got people that play themselves, so Jim Norton, Gilbert Gottfried, Billy Crystal, Bobby Rydell, Brett Butler, Richard Belser, Nick DePaolo, and Hannibal Buress, Career Greer Barnes. So there's a lot of famous people in that movie. Wow. Oh well. Who's Leslie Mann then? Leslie Mann? She was in The Cable Guy, George of the Jungle, Big Daddy, Knocked Up, 17 again. Funny People, This Is 40. Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Blockers and Crews, A New Age. Oh. Maybe I know her from TV shows. I've probably seen her loads of times. She's been in lots of films. Hercules. Okay, no. Modern Family. Katie, The Simpsons. I've probably seen her loads of times. I just don't recognize yeah. oh well 40 year old virgin didn't it say 40 again 40 again this is 40 okay oh well so yeah Maybe the 40-year-old version, was she the the co-star of that, maybe? I don't remember. So, yeah, this Meg, uh, the Meg th- 2, there'd probably be a Meg 3. It was a bit fun, a bit of rough and tumble, rolling around on the hay. It was, it was all right. Me acting all strange. I wonder if he wants to go for a walk. I wonder if Vinny wants to go for a walk. I don't know if he wants to go for a walk or not. Oh, I've got his attention suddenly. You want to go for a walk? Walk. Okay, let's go for a walk. Yeah, no, go for a walk now. I want to go. You take care, everyone. Remember to be kind to yourself. Because you deserve to be happy. And remember to be gentle with yourself. Lots of love. Bye. Should we go for a walk? Should we go for a walk? Come on then. Come on then. Oops. Oops.